the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, health experts are warning about the latest TikTok trend, Profi. It's protein coffee drinks because they say most Americans already get plenty of protein in their diets and could end up overloading their bodies with protein. The other issue is too much caffeine. Brand new research shows that drinking three cups of coffee a day uh, led to nearly fourfold spike in glaucoma cases. <gasps> and finally, in the world of food, we've got to end on a win after that. Uh, Krispy Kreme has a new lineup of lemonade-flavored donuts for summer, including mm. lemon and strawberry lemonade. I, I might try the lemon one, but lemon, I'm not a big strawberry fan. Don't oh, know, really? Yeah, I don't know why. The whole berry I, family doesn't do it for me. I, one of the best gelatos I've ever had is, uh, I think they call it Fragola, and it's the strawberry gelato. Hmm. So good. Okay, so something I like to do at night is I like to go through, you guys know I ride my bike every day, and I have this fancy computer on my bike, and I like to go through the data and what it tells me about riding. And and last night it told me um, that my fitness level is that of a very younger person. And my wife said, well, you're going to have to find some young thing to ride with then. I said, well, I already have. Tell you what happened after that next. So I was mentioning a minute ago, something I like to do at night, because I, I like to exercise every day. Cycling is my thing. I'm really into it. And uh, I sit there with my little bike computer, and I analyze the data from the day. Yes, I'm a wild man, I know. And my wife last night, she's sitting there, and she's like, what are you looking at? I said, I'm looking at something pretty cool. On my, my, It's called a Garmin. I said, my Garmin says that my VO2 max, that's your ability to exercise at a high rate of output. My Your VO2, your VO2 max is in the top 1% for your age and gender. I was like, sweet. And she goes, oh, so you're top 1% for grumpy old men. Fantastic. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said but wait, Tracy's hilarious. Honey, there's more. <laughs> oh. That's not even the funny part. Oh, it's going to be good. the best part. <laughs> okay. I said, wait, underneath it has, it says, this is your fitness age. This is what, according to your fitness level, what age your fitness level is at. And it says your fitness level age is, you want to guess what my fitness level age is? 15. 20. 20 years old. You you have the fitness level of a 20-year-old. And she goes, huh, well, I guess you're going to have to find some young thing to ride with then. Because we go and ride on the weekend sometimes. She has an e-bike. It's got a little motor on it. And that's how we ride together. I said, oh, honey, I've already got one. And she goes, oh, thanks. I said, I don't mean you. I mean AJ, the 30-year-old guy I ride with on Saturday. You should have let the truth. You should have let it rest the way it was because she is younger than you. You fool. You fool. What were you thinking? Honey, I don't mean you. I mean my buddy AJ. He's Uh, only 30. He's a triathlete. I'm impressed with myself that I can keep up with him. 
You could have had the best husband win ever if you had just kept the trap shut. Yeah, that's the story of my life, though. How much better would my life have turned out in multitudes uh, of ways if I'd have just kept my mouth shut? Well, that's the case for all of us. Yeah. Did you ever see a bumper sticker or hear a phrase like, I don't know, Nike, probably the most famous one, just do it. And people just grab hold of it like, yes, I'm going to just do it. But then, well, what is it? <laughs> what is it that you're just going to do? And you start thinking about it, gets a little more, uh, a little more involved. I saw one of those phrases, or actually I heard it in a song the other day, and I was like, yeah, I want to do that. But I want to know from you guys, what do you think this phrase means, particularly as you know, a follower of Jesus? We'll talk about it next. Every now and then you'll listen to a song or, I don't know, read something and it really sticks out to you. You're like, yeah, I want to start doing that. Like a Nike famous one. Just do it. I mean, people, that, well, it's like, what, 20, 30 years old. People still have t-shirts with just do it. Or they'll, you know, they'll do that as an encouragement to somebody. Just do it. You know, I want to pray more. Well, just do it. Right? I had one of those phrases I heard the other day and I thought, I want to apply this, but I really want to know from you, what do you think this means? Give us a call. What do you think this looks like in your life? And the phrase, pretty simple, live like you mean it. So think about that phrase for a minute. Live like you mean it. Particularly, you know, everybody that listens to the station has, you know, you're probably somebody who's a person of faith. So what does that mean as you go through your day, as you go through your life? If you're trying to be a follower of Jesus, what does it mean to live like you mean it? We're talking about this phrase I heard the other day, live like you mean it. And it really struck me. It's like, I really want to apply that. But, you know, okay, so what does that mean? What does that mean, especially as a follower of Jesus? And for me, what I thought it was is you have to live like this is not it. Like there's more, right? That there is more, mm-hmm. not just to this life, but in the world to come. And in this life, it is brief. Boom. When you think of the scope of eternity, I mean, we use the word forever. It's bigger than that. You've got to you, you've got to make the most out of this before you get to that, and what that would mean is just living for Christ. Every in the in the small things in life. I'm not talking about leaving your job and being a missionary in Tanzania. I'm talking mm-hmm. about you know when you wake up in the morning, despite the fact that your tween rolled their eyes at you again just because you had the audacity to say good morning. No, continue to be that mom that says, "Hey, good morning, I love you," and yes, I'm going to kiss you in front of your friends. That's living like you mean it. Yeah, when you said, "What does that mean?" Live like you mean it. The first thing I thought of was the fruits of the spirit are you really truly believing in the transforming love and forgiveness of christ to the point where the holy spirit makes a difference in your life so that outcomes love joy peace patience gentleness goodness and self-control and i know there's a lot of days those are not what come out of me when things are squeezed (laughs) and i I wish it was but i I think when i especially don't like that last one yeah (laughs) self-control i think i'm very impulsive (laughs) when you really believe that god loves us all unconditionally and he's forgiven us through the the sacrifice of his son it's transformative to every aspect of your life i mean Mm. how you spend your money how you choose to spend your time, what worries you, what grieves you, yeah. um, that's living like you mean it. And so I think, though, because of our old human nature, every day is a new struggle. Mm-hmm. And we get up and ask Jesus to give us strength yeah. and try again. Do you get excited when you're watching just like a normal TV show, maybe the news or something, and all of a sudden there's somebody like, you know, proclaiming their love for Jesus or they're praying or or God gets the credit for something. You're like, wow. I love when that happens. Yeah, it's so exciting. That well, that happened with my wife and I. There's a show that maybe you've heard of it, maybe you have. It's a Canadian sitcom. 
and it's uh, it's available on Netflix. It's called Kim Convenience, and it's about a family that immigrated from Korea, and they have a convenience store in Toronto. And it's very funny the the cultural misunderstandings and stuff because the dad, Mr. Kim, is he's very uh, conservative and old school, and his kids are college students, and they're like quite the opposite. The conflicts that happen between all of them are. You'll see a lot of your own family in it, which makes it really funny. Um, but one of the things that Mr. and Mrs. Kim are is they're very faithful. In this, the final season, which is airing right now, Mrs. Kim is diagnosed with, and I thought of you because of your parents with, with this, she's diagnosed with MS. Oh my gosh, yeah, my dad has MS. So it's wow. taking kind of a serious turn yeah. for some of the storyline. And in the last episode we watched, Mrs. Kim is upset because she's been praying for help. And she feels like God has abandoned her. Mm. And she says to her husband, would you please pray for me tonight as they're, mm-hmm. they're crawling in bed? And he says, well, why don't you, why don't you just, you pray and pretend I'm Jesus. Just close your oh, eyes wow. and pretend you're just talking to you. You're just talking to me. So here's, they have Korean accents. So I hope you guys can understand all this. Listen really closely because it's very moving how honest she is about wanting Jesus to not abandon her. When I first get MS, I was so mad at Jesus. I blame him. And now, every time I pray, it's just like he's pushing me away. Jesus never push away. Only pull close. Maybe you need to talk to him. It's only going to make things worse. We're talking now. Pretending I am the Jesus. Dear Jesus. Hello, young me. Good to hear from you. I try to be strong, but you feel so far away from me. Please answer my prayer. I'm sorry I blame you. Young me, you feel we are far apart, but I'm right here. I don't hold grudge. I love you. I know. Also, you husband is very amazing. He is. Not go to sleep. So I don't. I don't know uh, if you guys can hear all that I through their puddle. through their accents. But what wow. she was saying is, Jesus, I'm sorry. I feel like you're really far away. And he, speaking as Jesus would speak to her, says, "No, I'm right. I'm right here. I don't hold grudges. I'm always right yeah, here." That was beautiful. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm, I'm a puddle. This is on regular uh, TV's on Netflix. Are you kidding me? That's so, so cool. What a Love scene. It. We were just so moved by that. It's a show called Kim Convenience. Who in your life has overcome the most to accomplish something? Coming up, you're going to love hearing about this young man. This is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Okay, think for a minute. Who in your life has overcome the most to accomplish something? Well, check out what Hayden Hamilton did. He he lives in Pittsburgh, and he was paralyzed from the neck down during a football game back in 2018. Well, he surprised his entire school by walking across the stage the other day to receive his high school diploma. First, everyone was shocked. Then they all threw to their feet with a standing ovation. And it was on the very same field where the accident happened. Hmm. Hayden said that moment was better than any touchdown he had ever made. No kidding. That's cool. I wonder what his prognosis is for... I'll tell you what his prognosis is. He can do anything. Yeah. Holy cow. That is cool. You know that person in your life who they are facing 
unsurmountable odds. They've got so much going on. Maybe it's a health crisis or something like that. And you can see the peace of God in them. Peace that passes understanding. You're Mm. like, wow, that is supernatural. We're going to talk about that next. We wanted to take a minute to talk about those people who they are going through the biggest of battles in their lives. It could be a health issue that's life threatening. Maybe one of their children is going through an issue like that or um, they're facing poverty. They lost everything. And you see in them this supernatural peace that passes understanding that, you know, can only come from God. Well, I was watching um, something the other night and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the kind of person that has that kind of inner strength and peace that comes from God that brought Simon Cowell to tears. She was on the show, America's Got Talent. Her name is Jane Marchewski. And when she sings, she goes by Nightbird. That's her stage name. And she is 30 years old and battling terrible cancer. And this was her on the show. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. If you're lost, we're all a little lost and it's all it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. If you're lost, we're all a little lost, and it's all right. I was so moved by the clip that I saw on the news that I had to go watch the whole segment that was on TV. And I was bawling. She has been giving given a 2% chance of living. Mm. And she said it's okay. 2% is so much better than 0%. Mm. And wow. I thought... Okay, this this she's got to be a Christian. There's got to be a faith line. There's this is supernatural. There's something more. There, so yeah. I went on the hunt. <laughs> I got on the keyboard, and sure enough, I found out that she graduated from Liberty University. That's when she started singing music. And then I trolled her Instagram account, and she posted a TBT Throwback Thursday to high school church camp, and she said, "This is MK, my favorite youth leader of all time." And one of the most influential people in my Christianity and my personhood. Mm. And so I cannot wait to watch her journey. I hope she beats cancer. I hope she wins. America's Got Talent. But uh, keep your eye on Nightbird because she's definitely one to watch and be inspired by her faith. And what a bright light, huh? You know how you just keep hearing all over the news nationwide about the cicadas? Oh, it's 17 years. The cicadas are coming out. The decibel level is crazy. I saw a, a political speech a clip of one on TV, and I was like, what is that noise? And I realized it was the cicadas in the yeah, background. The Mid-Atlantic, like where, where I'm from, mm-hmm. where I grew up, yeah, it's, it is so loud when yeah, they Yeah, I remember out. going to visit my grandma in, a, in, like, in the summertime, and the cicadas were deafening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even heard of a, another radio show. For the, the sake of their art, they were going to have cicadas chocolate-covered cicadas delivered to the radio station, and they were going to take... And I'm like, nope, can't do it. But uh, get this. This is... uh, If you live in cicada country, if that's where you are, and you've got them out, and they're making all that noise, make sure you do not drive with your windows rolled down. This guy was driving along in Cincinnati on Monday, and one cicada flew in and hit him and, like, landed on his face. (laughs) And he had a car crash. No kidding. He crashed into a tree and thank God oh, he's fine. Otherwise, I wouldn't be telling you the story. He's going to be okay, but his his car is a total loss. That's a, all due to one of those creepy another, bugs. Uh, another farmer's insurance commercial. Yeah. We covered it. Yeah, seriously. So you've been warned. Roll up those windows. Wait till you hear about the latest fashion accessory. It's a bracelet that's color-coded to let people know how comfortable you are with physical contact. 
in this post-pandemic world. <laughs> uh, so here's what you do. When you go to a meeting or an event, at the entrance, you pick your bracelet color. Red means no contact, no exceptions. <laughs> Yellow means elbow only. And green means come on in for a hug. It's fine. In it's all in an effort to navigate how people are feeling about personal space these days as we get together with big groups of people for the first time in a long time. They're using the idea at conventions, wedding receptions, all kinds of events. And Kev, you've been very open about not being a hugger. Mm-hmm. Is a red bracelet your dream come true? Uh, no, and here's why. Because in my experience... That means all the green people will force themselves on you. No, yes, you have do. to respect what no, the bracelet no, 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 says. Because think of how many times we've been to events where, yeah, I've been very open about it. I hug I hug people that are loved ones in my family, and that's it. I'm not. I'm just not a casual hugger. And what people mean when they come up to me, they go, oh, well, I am. Bring it in. And they give me a big bear hug. <laughs> so I'm saying that will have, you think that's going to be your barrier? Uh-huh. No. No. Ain't gonna happen. The funny thing is this if you're really loving li- meeting listeners and you're in a really good mood, you are the king of the side hug. Mm-hmm. You'll side hug like 50 listeners in a row. Yeah. But don't like force a bear hug on Kev. No. It's too much. No. Which by the way, now that we've had this conversation, <laughs> the next time we go out, which is coming up pretty soon, <laughs> it's going to be the endless hug line for Kev. Thanks. <laughs> You know that helpless feeling when one of your kids gets sick? It's so hard. You know, you just want to fix it. Coming up, this really does help them make them feel better. Hey, you know that helpless feeling when one of your kids is sick? You wish you could just make it better or take their place. Well, good news, mom and dad. This really does help your kids feel better. Bedtime stories. Hmm. Yeah, so heat up some chicken soup and get ready for story time. Researchers say reading to hospitalized kids reduces pain and stress by fueling these certain hormones in their brains. Storytelling increases oxytocin, which is the love hormone, and it reduces cortisol. That's the stress hormone. Isn't that wild? I mean, we've known for decades that bedtime stories help kids feel secure and get sleepy, but who knew that bedtime stories also relieve symptoms of illness and pain. There's an even more stressful situation for a parent. It's when your kid is faking that they're sick and you know it, but you don't want to call them out on it. I've had that happen with all of our kids. I would love to know from you, mom and dad, what do you do when you know your kid is faking? You just go like, oh, come on, you're faking, go to bed. Or have you have you done that and they weren't? <laughs> That's stressful, too. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear from you, mom and dad, about how did you handle this situation with your kids, because all four of our kids did this. They would say they didn't feel well, but you knew they were faking. You knew that they felt fine, but they would make something up. How do you handle that? We're talking about those times that your kids, you know, they are like, oh, I don't feel good. I've got a tummy ache or I've got a headache. And you know they're faking. You know they feel fine. How do you handle that? What do you do? So with my daughter, Amber, she would always have some type of ailment when we went to bed. And the most ridiculous one was, my toe hurts. And she's like three or four years old, right? And she's like, my toe hurts, daddy. So what I learned was I would go, okay, I'm going to go and get mommy's special pain cream and we'll put it on. You'll be fine. She's like, okay. And I would just go and get a squirt of like Tracy, I don't know, like a vino hand lotion or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I put it in my hand. I come in and go, okay, where does it hurt? And I go, got to rub it in really good. And I rub it, rub it, rub it. And I go, okay, it should feel better real That's soon. so cute. Oh, it's feeling better already, daddy. 
Because I knew she was fake. Yeah. <laughs> I was just reading a documentary, and um, this woman said that she, like, she was mistreated at school. Her family was living in poverty, and like they dealt with a lot of stuff. And so she, to deal with her anxiety, she would fake colds, flus, and sore throats all the no time kidding. just to get attention from mommy and daddy. So what in your house, if your kids, you know, you know they're not telling you, you know they're fine, that they're totally making up or faking. How do you handle that? Hey, Mary, we're talking about uh, when your kids are faking that they're sick. How do you mm-hmm. handle that? What do you do? I always offer the medicine they hate the most. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I guess you're going to have to take the Tylenol that tastes like great. Oh, no, Mom, no. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I'm feeling better. <laughs> yeah. <That's> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah, Brilliant, too. Well, he's super picky anyway, so that's an easy tell. Like, when he doesn't want to take the medicine to feel better, like knowing that he will feel better. I guess you're not that sick. Are you bad? <laughs> Is this your reality with Summer here? I have a friend who just started an online job a couple of months ago. And she's working from home. She had to take their guest room and set up an office. And things were going pretty well while her little daughter was in school. But now that she's home for the summer, you guys, the struggle is real. Her daughter is so bored and she's trying to keep her away from screens as much as possible. I mean, she lets her have some screen time, like Mm -hmm. especially like there's a math game. But all her friends are going to all these fun summer camps. Their family can't afford summer camps. Hmm. And it's just like, she's just exhausted. Like, how, what do I do? And she feels so bad for her daughter because it'd be one thing if she could just, because she's the type of mom that's totally cool with, go outside and play. But there's no other little kids to play with because they are all at summer camps. <laughs> so I would huh. love for you to help my friend out if you have some advice for her because she is just really struggling right now. And I know you're going through the same thing, Mom. There's so many moms that are experiencing it. We'd love to hear your advice. Hey, Jen, it's Kevin and Taylor. I'm so glad you called because my, my friend is really struggling. She's got to work online and her daughter's home for the summer and they can't afford summer school. And all the kids in the neighborhood are off at summer camp. Do you have any advice? So I know for my daughter, we're starting Vacation Bible School next week. And I think that a lot of churches this year are getting back into that. So Mm. maybe she can check that out. Yeah, that is a great idea. I'm so going to call her later today and tell her that. So we're talking about Taylor's friend who uh, has a daughter. And um, mom is working from home now and doesn't want the daughter just spending all day on the screen. Can't afford summer camps and that kind of stuff. So what does she do with with Mm -hmm. her with her daughter all day? And um couple of things. First of all, depending on the age, like my granddaddy, he said, if the kid's six years old or older, tell him to get a job. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. <laughs> She's like blazing through her math my, uh, worksheets. Granddaddy everything. was old school, by the way. Oh, so, yeah. Sounds um, like it. But here's my thought. Um, uh-huh. Just from going, it's funny. My wife teases me because uh, I like to go to the pool. My wife's not a big fan of the pool. I like to go to the pool. Mm-hmm. And usually it's me and all the moms in the neighborhood with the kids. And it seems like, I don't know if they're doing this or not, but it seems like they're kind of rotating. Like one day it's one mom with her kids and a couple other mm-hmm. kids. And then the next day it's the same group of kids, but a different mom. Yeah. So I'm wondering, do they have like a schedule they're working on where That's a great idea. Tuesday I take all the neighborhood mm-hmm. kids to the pool. Wednesday you take them. Thursday you take them. Yeah. Might be an idea to reach out to some other moms and that say, hey, why don't work. we trade off? Yeah, especially if hopefully the parents in the neighborhood can't afford 
um, summer camp all summer <laughs> because then they'll be home mm-hmm. and then you know because normally this her daughter plays outside all day long with other neighborhood kids uh-huh. but they're all off oh, at summer camp yeah mm-hmm. and they can't afford summer camp but I love that idea I love the idea of moms helping each other that way it's you know just it it saves everyone so much stress like yeah. whether it's carpools or pool time or yeah. whatever it is maybe it'll maybe that'll help solve the problem a little bit Coming up, at what age do we finally take our health seriously? So what would you guess, Kev, at what age do we finally take our health seriously? When things start going wrong. <laughs> you guessed <laughs> it pretty right. age that is. It is 39. Hmm. You won't be too surprised at some of the things that prompt us to finally take our health seriously. Uh, you don't have as much energy as you used to. Staying at a healthy weight suddenly seems a lot harder. You're out of breath after climbing a flight of stairs. And finally, you get that injury that takes you forever to recover from. Those Mm. are the things that make us go, oh, I guess I should take my health seriously after all. You don't know what you got till it's gone. And then when it's gone, you're like, where'd it go? (laughs) How do I get it back? Every year we have to have our funny little controversy. Like it was for a while that dress, which still comes up every once in a while. Do you see gold gold and white or do you see blue and white? Right. And uh, I've seen different colors. They they lost friends over this stuff, right? Then remember this one is this, what is this person saying? Laurel or Yanny? Laurel. Like just that time I heard Laurel. What did you hear? Oh, it's totally Laurel. Laurel. Yeah, I heard How Laurel. How could anyone But hear I've heard Yanny before. Thing. I've if, heard it. If you heard Yanny, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, the newest one is, uh, you'll love this, Kev, because it's from a football game, a soccer game. Okay. And nobody can figure out what these guys, this crowd, is chanting. Do you know what they're saying? Here's what I'm saying. They did a lot of tailgating before the game. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll tell you one thing it's not. A lot of people hear it and they think they're going Bart Simpson bouncing. Okay, one more time. Now that's all I can hear. (laughs) I'll give you another one and see if our brains hear this one rotating pirate ship. That's what I hear. It's someone is embarrassing. It is. You're you're is almost it, there. It's Lars is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Must have been a home home crowd chanting against a goalie that let an easy goal by or something. <laughs> There's another one real fast, just for fun. I'm chasing Martian. I can't hear it anymore. <laughs> now all I hear is that is embarrassing. Me too. That's all I can hear. <laughs> now that it's been solved, right? <laughs> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.